Greetings, everyone. This, this is Starting from Experience, Still Standing with Michelle and Dwayne Smith. We got married in our 20s and have been married for 20 years strong. Every week, we will be taking you through areas of our marriage, sharing strategies to navigate your long-term relationships, overcome obstacles, and rekindle that spark to stay together. Subscribe, Subscribe now. now. You don't, don't want to miss us. us. Hello, hello. Hey. It's Michelle and Dwayne. Dwayne and Michelle. Okay. <laughs> it's Dwayne and Michelle. <laughs> Starting from experience. We haven't we haven't heard you in a while. We haven't we haven't spoken to you in a while. You haven't heard from us in a while. You have not heard from us in a while. And here we are kicking off an episode on a very interesting topic. Yes. So the topic we have today is on intimacy during the perinatal cycle. So uh, pregnancy, postpartum, that whole phase. And I guess like, you know, intimacy when it comes to once you've sort of created your family and you're raising your young family. Yes. And for me, it's very anxiety inducing. Um, because I don't know what your questions are going to be. <laughs> so uh, let's see how this goes. Okay, so I let Dwayne know that I had some questions that I really wanted to know for myself personally, like retrospectively. But I also am asking these questions for, you know, my communities that I'm in. I'm a perinatal massage therapy, uh, massage therapist. So I focus on you know, working with women when they're pregnant and postpartum. And I'm also a perinatal pleasure coach where I work with the same group of women in terms of supporting them through intimacy and reconnecting to their partners, reconnecting to themselves. So a lot of questions have come up mm-hmm. in the group that I'm in around how partners might feel. So I thought it would be a great you know, opportunity for me to know, for you to share, and then possibly for some of that information um, to to be helpful to them. Right. So I get to be the guinea pig. You get to be the <laughs> guinea pig. Why the heck not? All right. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to jump in with some questions. Okay. And any question that, uh, you know, you want to move past and come back to or... You probably will have even questions that I'm not asking that you think are important to be answered. So Mm -hmm. please just do your thing and jump in. Right. So I imagine these questions are going to be taking me back to a time just after the births of our children. So we're not talking about maybe current, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, just after the pregnancies have gone through. Now we have a baby or babies. Yes. um, And that kind of thing. Okay. I think there there might be a question that's around like during the pregnancy, but it's all... Back in the day. All right. I mean, just and just so that you know, our three kids are 20, 16, and 14. Right. So it's it's some time ago. Right. So you I'll might not even remember certain I'll things. I'll do my right? best. I'll do my best. Okay. So let's start off with this question, which isn't so much framed around timing, but it's just a general question. How would you define intimacy for you? Um... Intimacy for me is the opportunity to connect. Um, it doesn't strictly have to be physical. 
um, but to connect in a way where there's an emotional um, bringing together. Mm, okay. All right. And so examples of intimacy? All right. So, I mean, examples can be um, us sitting on the couch holding hands while we're watching something. Um, us, you know, having a conversation about something that's important to both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, us actually having sex. Mm-hmm. That's intimacy. You know, mm-hmm. us, you know, even just having a shower mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even us working on whether it be cleaning the house together in the same space, mm-hmm. um, working towards the same goal. Um, yeah, so all of those, I think for me, are examples of intimacy. Okay, beautiful. I asked that question. Um, it's an important question, I think. And it's also important as in the last presentation that I gave, my first and last presentation that I gave on this topic, there were many women in the group who were surprised to hear that it's possible that their partner is seeking intimacy and it's not always equaling sex right Mm -hmm. they have put this expectation on themselves that if my partner wants intimacy it ultimately has to be sex and if i don't feel ready for sex after my baby or i'm feeling you know just not desirable not sexy Mm -hmm. i i can't deliver and so they were not making themselves available Mm -hmm. for what they considered intimacy and so i asked them that question like Mm -hmm. what do you define as intimacy and they said all of the same things that you just said Mm -hmm. and I had just had to point out that, you know, it's very possible that your partner also seeks those same things. Right. I mean, especially when you're talking about just having a baby, um, intimacy has to change. Like maybe intimacy as um, a newly married couple mm-hmm. is different from intimacy now experiencing a brand new baby. Right. Right. Because you ultimately can't just like get together and have sex if that's what intimacy is to you when there's a brand new baby crying and having Mm -hmm, its own needs. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So intimacy mm -hmm. ultimately has to evolve. Mm -hmm. And to more than maybe what you even initially think when you start dating and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Dwayne, what do you remember about our sex life when I was pregnant the first time? (laughs) Um, I remember it was a little bit nerve wracking for me. Um, because it wasn't an experience I was familiar with, um, having sex with this person who has a person inside of her. Um, I didn't know what kind of impact or effect physically <laughs> <laughs> that could have or that could be. I know it sounds so dumb, but it's like, I was what, 26? I was going to say, do you, you know, feel like you're, the way you're laughing looks like you're like laughing at this young kid. Yeah. This young guy. So keep going on the thinking about it from that perspective and then tell us, you know, what you now know. Yeah. So like, you you know, as a 26 year old kid, I'm like, you know, what am I doing physically to the baby? (laughs) Um, You know, does this even physically feel the same to you? Mm -hmm. Um, So like I'm, you know, rattling with all of those things in my head and and trying to figure it out. And there's also this feeling of like... um, is this what you need? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, um, am I um, providing what you need in that realm in your current state 
of of being you know what i mean like physically okay. um is this hurting you like <clears throat> is this awkward is this uncomfortable mm-hmm. so all those things um were things that came that up. came to you mm-hmm. now do you remember whether or not you shared those concerns with me asked me the questions around the things that you were concerned about do you remember i'm gonna say I don't remember, but if it was me, I would say, no, I didn't ask. Yeah, you didn't ever express it. And me being 24? 25. It all depends on the year, where we were in the year. <laughs> 24, well, 25. Well, Bianca was born in January, so... Yeah, but I was pregnant for nine months. And <laughs> okay, go Anyway, on. we go through this all the time, <laughs> as you'll hear in other episodes. This age thing. But anyway, so mm-hmm. being at the stage that I was mm-hmm. and the stage that you were, we're both really young. I actually didn't even consider that you would be weirded out or scared or anything mm-hmm. because I guess it was my body and somehow I knew through some education and, you know, being a massage therapist already, being a doula, like being in the world of thinking about becoming a doula because I don't think I was a doula yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but being definitely more pregnancy focused, like I, I don't, I think I just knew a bit more be, being in the the arena of that. Right, and I, I of course was clueless. But I didn't have a lot of of knowledge. Like I didn't know statistically. Yeah, but I think you you have a even at that time would have had a solid understanding of how the body works. Yes, physically, yes, 100%, right? And yes. for me, like, I don't have that background. I'm just kind of coming at this as like this, like, ignorant man with not so much, you know, not so much knowledge and just trying to um, work the things that are supposed to work, you know? So, right. So to put the parts that are supposed to go together, together. And you were worried. Right. And so this brings up another point because we didn't talk about it then. And actually, this is the first time we're talking about it retrospectively. Mm-hmm. And there was an impact. I think there was an impact for you not sharing, mm-hmm. which was I think you were a little bit more hands off than I had expected. Mm. And um, for me, during the first pregnancy, experiencing these amazing hormones Mm. the surges of amazing levels of hormones which now i know from a physiological perspective increase your libido increase your body's desire in a lot of times Mm -hmm. not always and it depends on your pregnancy and what else is happening in your life but in my first pregnancy with all those hormones like i was horny all the time (laughs) i was like good to go all the time and and then I was experiencing you kind of withdrawn a little bit. Mm. And because we didn't talk about your concerns, right. I thought it was that thing that, you know, you read about back then, which or even now, right? Oh, your partner doesn't find you attractive when you're pregnant or like right. maybe I'm getting too big or all these things. And that which, was never the that case That was not for me. what was going on. Never, never, and never. And so then that brings me to the other point, which is then it can start to create a relationship gap or a partnership gap. Right. It starts kind of in the pregnancy, maybe because of these unspoken things we're not talking about on both sides. Yeah. It can happen. Mm -hmm. And then you have the new baby. Right. And then there's all these demands and sleep deprivation and challenges even just being able to get showered and, you know, 
schedule, no schedule, not feeling your best, all the hormones that come postpartum. Mm. And then there's can be even more of a relationship gap. gap. Yeah, and that. then that starts to grow and grow. And I, you know, we've seen, I think, relationships break down in that perinatal cycle because of these, these distances that are created. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember <clears throat> very vaguely because it was, what, 20 years ago now. Um, but, like, I remember after Bianca, um, all, everything was new. Everything was a new adjustment. Like, you know, getting used to this brand new baby who was so awesome, not to, like, brag and boast about her. But, yes, like, but she, was she never baby. cried or anything. And she was so simple. And, like, I feel like I was participating in helping you with feeding and helping oh, yeah. with the changing and not all that stuff. Not to mention, you know, Dwayne actually took a, a paternity leave. So after the first 12 weeks... I slowly started to go back to work part-time, doing a few treatment days and teaching part-time. And he was full-time at home with Bianca for nine months. Mm-hmm. So not only was he really helpful right from the beginning in terms of like, if I fed, he burped, he changed, he did all the other things. And I just got to focus on like trying to feed her and rest. Mm-hmm. And she was so easy that yeah. we were having... Quite an easy time. Yeah, but I think what also happened, if I'm, again, going back in time in my brain, is, like, I feel like the focus became, for me, about being good at taking care oh, of her. For sure. Um, and not so much taking care of your other needs outside of being a mother. Yes. Yes. And I also, my focus wasn't on even knowing what that was. Mm-hmm. I had this new identity of mother, mm-hmm. and I wanted that identity we right. both wanted, wanted to become it, yeah. parents and we knew that even meeting as teenagers how much we would later desire to be parents and and have multiple kids so to be in that moment now finally was beautiful mm-hmm. and overwhelming yes hugely overwhelming yes. and so like the balancing of the who we are as individuals man and woman you know michelle and Dwayne, it was like we're just become parents. Like right. we're newly married and we're now parents. Right. Like we're spouses and parents. That's right. And that, and trying to figure out, you know, me going back to work and schedule and fee- like, it's just so many things. Yeah. So on this first question, which you've actually answered a couple of other questions that I had, <laughs> it, um, we just want to highlight, especially for our first time parents and um, for couples, the importance of, Really understanding what is intimacy for each of you. Because even inside of the the not having the conversations about specifically intercourse, which I think was the thing that you were worried about. Intercourse mm-hmm. and positions mm-hmm. and what is safe. Right. And worrying so much about like, I God forbid something would happen to the pregnancy right. because of something we did. Right. Um, outside of that, just knowing how you enjoy connecting in the absence of mm-hmm. intercourse. Is so important. Yeah. And then, of course, sex education, people, it can save your relationship. Because having those conversations, getting proper information yeah. about how strong this uterus is. <laughs> people have been in car accidents. People have had severe physical trauma. And their pregnancies have not actually been disrupted at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody could be doing absolutely nothing. Like, nothing strenuous, and you can experience the loss of a pregnancy. So keep in mind that it's not 
it's not like a one or the other. Mm. Um, and physical activity, exercise, you know, driving your car, walking, riding a bike, riding a dick, all of that <laughs> is not considered unsafe unless maybe there's something specifically happening within your body and your right. pregnancy. Okay. So, yes. Okay. You're, like, I always love when we have these conversations because, again, something new is always coming out. Okay. What beliefs did you have about sex after I gave birth? What surprised you or did something, anything surprise you there? So that kind of going back to number one, I don't know if it changed. And oh, before we move on to that question, did your feelings of safety in terms of intercourse during pregnancies change with number two and number three? Like, did you? I feel like as we got older and now had our second child, Mm -hmm. it was more like, and you were also now more Mm -hmm. involved in the community of um, childbirth and that kind of stuff. So that also helped me understand things a little bit better. So that those two, um, I felt like I was coming from more of an educated place. So I would have evolved from, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the first one to now be okay okay with the things that were an issue before. Yes. And I, and I feel like that was the case. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like we were on a separate page Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, sex during the pregnancy mm-hmm. in second and third, but in the first, I felt like there was a there was a gap. Yeah, and I thought it was me. I thought a I was just like wanting it too much, mm. and b that you maybe you just weren't attracted. Well, it definitely wasn't b. I wasn't attracted. That's never been. Oh, so it was a. I wanted it too much. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to that that last question. Yeah. What beliefs did you have about sex after I gave birth? And like, were there any surprises or what surprised you, if anything? Um, this one is harder because it's hard for me to go back and think about um, what I might have been surprised about. Um, did, did you have any concerns or questions or thoughts in regards to having sex with me after having any of the babies? Like, okay, was there so- postpartum anything okay so i think maybe the biggest one that i can think of and i'm going to show my ignorance here so i apologize in advance is the whole idea of um because of course i was there in the (laughs) in the delivery room right so i for all of them right well the delivery room and then our home yeah and then our bedroom right for for the other two. two um so to like know or to not know after the first one like how the body and the like the JJ and that stuff reshapes itself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you were there and you saw when the doctor basically kind of pulled gently, gently pulled Bianca out. Hell, yeah. And I mean, with that birth, I had forceps to reposition yeah. her head. Yeah. So the short of the story is that I was in the OR to deliver by a cesarean section. If, if necessary. Needed. Yeah. And it was a high probability that they were going to need to, but the only reason was because Bianca's position of her head was that she was, her head was tipped backwards so that her neck was bent. Mm -hmm. The doctor said, we cannot have you push on a baby's, you know, with a neck like this, because this could break break her neck and cause, of course, permanent and possibly fatal, fatal results. So... He said, what we need to do is see if we can reposition her head and neck. If so, then she's in the perfect position. It's just that issue. Right. So he put forceps 
inside of me, which kind of looks like, for those who don't know, like tongs. Tongs, yeah. Inside of me and on each side of her temples to reposition her head. Right. I don't see what it what it looked like because I was happening to me, and to this day I still never did watch the video that you took. <laughs> and I mean, we have it on that little mini micro thing that I don't even know if we can get it. Right. But it would yeah. be good if we could. The micro SD card. The yeah. micro, yeah. Anyway, no, the little tape. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The little yeah, tiny yeah, tape yeah. that went into the camcorder. Yeah, yeah. We're showing our age now. Well, yeah. Years ago. So I mean, so to see all of like I of of course yeah. see that firsthand. Um, so now we're here after the like six week that's right moratorium time. I'm calling it moratorium. <laughs> um, and now it's like so again, like I at that point I don't know how the body um reacts after giving birth and the changes and the body coming out and and all that right. stuff. So so did you think to yourself, wow, like that got really big that baby to come out and i'm seeing a lot of like i didn't think it in the moment because i was really more like the our baby's, baby's coming. coming okay um but then i imagine that after mm-hmm. i was like yeah like it would have to be like what's gonna happen is it gonna stay like that like what <laughs> yeah so like the ignorance of i'm gonna guess other men because i'm not the only person mm-hmm. who's, who's, no. who's thought that or felt yeah, that but like um the ignorance is like oh my god like how how does the body... Am I going to still be okay in there? Like, or, or, I mean, is she going to still be okay with me in there? Like, is it going to feel the same for her and for me? Like, all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yes. These right? are the questions. These are the thoughts that do not get discussed, mm-hmm. which is why we're we're airing it yeah. here. I mean, I know it sounds kind of ignorant uh, from a man perspective, but like, yeah, like... I don't think it sounds ignorant from a man perspective because it, it is ignorance, but it's not because you're a man. Because I think many women, before they have their first child, we are also we're wondering, how does it all mm-hmm. does it does it go back to something similar or the same as right. what it was? Right, 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 right. Um, and the truth of the matter is, the entire body goes through transformations to create space to grow the baby, mm-hmm. to then transform to birth yeah, the baby. Right then transform into a new norm that is postpartum. Right. Which does involve the actual physical uterus going back to its original size, which takes weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. And in that, also, it's all just connective tissue, muscle, soft tissue. So it stretches, Mm -hmm. just like any other area of our body stretches and then it also contracts and that's just the reality of it but unless you break down the anatomy how do you know and then the bones also go through that being able to shift in ways to allow the passing of the baby Mm -hmm. but they don't stay shifted but they can have sometimes complications and things Mm. afterwards which is part of you know now what i work with women in the world that i do in terms of a hands-on perspective Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you shared those original thoughts because mm-hmm. I know that you're, that you're not alone. And maybe you sharing this can help some other couples have conversations in advance or even alongside as they're going through the healing process so mm-hmm. that they can come up with their own kind of plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's something that you want other maybe first-time fathers to know that you wish you knew before in terms of this whole stage? And it could be multiple things. Um, hmm. 
so for me, like like we said earlier, I feel like I was really involved in the the birthing process and then the after baby process. Um, I think the biggest thing to remember is that um, even though the woman is now a new mom, she is still a woman first. Right. So like to still remember the other parts of things like, you know, the physicality, the connection, the emotional needs, those things are all necessary um, to highlight and remember after, you know, after she's given birth. Yes, she's a mom now, but um, she's still a woman. Wow. Do you feel that that was something I think you already answered it mm-hmm. before. That was something you didn't really even understand. Yeah, I don't I don't think yeah, I don't think uh, it was a focus mm-hmm. for me. Um definitely not something I at 26 could um break apart and recognize. Right. Um right. but definitely now at 47 mm-hmm. um and looking back I can say yeah, I definitely missed parts of you know the separation of the two. Mm. And why do you think that this is important? Just even in how you're expressing it and like your facial expression and everything, like I see the conviction. Um, I think it's important because we were talking earlier, like I could see how um how partners having a new baby could be a distraction from each other. Mm-hmm. Um I could understand also how a man might feel like he's not now he's not getting attention. Yes. Um so I could see I could see also how a woman might feel like she's not getting the same kind of attention. Right. Um so I think it's important and I'm putting the onus on the man because he doesn't exactly go through the physical changes of mm-hmm. birth. Mm-hmm. It's really the woman that goes through the physical changes of birth. And, you know, some of that is also mental as well, the mental changes of birth. Right. So I'm putting the onus on the man to recognize that, you know, the mother is still a woman. Because if he recognizes that the mother is still a woman, she doesn't forget that he's still a man. Right. There's no shifting. Even though there is a shifting of identity, I guess, mm-hmm. going from, you know man to father right but the two are still so closely aligned yeah it doesn't seem like as much of a transition yeah exactly transformation even though there is one Mm -hmm. there too wow this is huge that you're saying this um it came up in in uh one of the coaching sessions around a woman struggling with you know the first baby was a traumatic first birth, like emergency cesarean section, almost lost her life, almost the child almost lost his life. And later on, as they're, you know, in the first year of the of the life of the child, the husband had expressed just struggling with feeling like he is just not a priority and he's not important. And she's feeling frustrated, like I, everything I have I'm giving to this, like, trying to keep this baby alive and feeding this baby and feeding myself mm-hmm. and also, like, trying to be a good wife and trying to be this good this good mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's so much on my plate. Don't you see that I'm, like, drowning over here? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it and myself and my colleague who, you know, have had kids and they're a little bit older. Mine are much older, but hers are a little bit older. We were kind of laughing because we were remembering feeling some of these things. Mm-hmm. And now being on the other side of it, we can smile and say, wow, like what a common experience, but do we dissect it? Yeah. In the moment, we can just feel upset, stressed. Yeah. I think both parties. 
um, disconnected. Mm -hmm. And I think that it does leave room for a lot of the other things that can creep in to to relationships, um, distractions of other kind because of feeling like needs are not being met. Mm -hmm. But it's really because we're not even having the right conversations. Right. So um, it's so valuable that you're expressing from your perspective. I think we need more conversations from men who have been there with their partners through the perinatal cycle. I think we all need to be having group conversations about these types of things. Mm. There's a lot of room for healing Mm -hmm. in this space, but there's just a lot of room for education. Definitely. Mentorship. I mean, I I, I definitely wish that there was... I mean, we always talk about hindsight, right? Mm. So, like, I definitely wish that I had the knowledge that I have now as a 47-year-old, as a 26-year-old, you know? like I wish you did, too. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you did, too, but I wish I did, too. Right? So, I I mean, to, like... um, it, it sounds so much easier to, like, look at it now and say, well, why didn't you just recognize that she was still a woman? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in the moment, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, theoretically. You, yeah, exactly. Woman, you know, but, physically, she's a woman. what does it mean to, for, like, create space for right, that? Like, exactly. Oh, we didn't even talk like that right. when we were. Not at all. I know I definitely 25, didn't. 25, 26. I mean, like, you, you're more mature than me, so. <laughs> uh, I still didn't I use that terminology mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't even understand fully what that meant mm-hmm. to take up space and to create space for mm-hmm. others. I was just learning because I was new in the healing arts of things, new as a mom, new as yeah. a wife. So thank you so much, baby, for <laughs> agreeing to have this conversation as one of our episodes. And it's actually really great for me to hear everything you're saying and Here I am, like, getting emotional Mm -hmm. because I didn't even realize how much I actually needed to hear everything you just said Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel unhealed about it Mm -hmm. um, when I thought about it. But you also said things that I didn't even know, Mm -hmm. and I'm hearing it for the first time. So thank you for being open, and thank you all for listening. I'm so curious to know if anything that we just discussed was new to any of you or actually was something that you thought about but maybe you hadn't heard anyone discuss i'd love to know if you want to hear more conversations from this realm and those of you out there that are maybe in this stage you know of having children and raising your family and growing your family please let us know because we do have some some hindsights we do have some starting from experience wisdom (laughs) yeah um because we're so past that stage yeah and uh sometimes the processing takes years it does definitely right all right so on that note i think we will wrap this episode up yes let's wrap it up yes intimacy during the perinatal cycle the things you never talked about but wish you did (laughs) yeah that's really what it is right all right so until next time it's Dwayne and michelle starting (laughs) from experience still standing still standing Thank mm-hmm. you.